Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nick Bly and Kyle Koska back with episode two of Talking Soccer, working title. Uh, episode one, we wrapped up the major transfers this summer uh, throughout the bigger European clubs. Didn't quite get to England, so we're going to do that today. Um, also have the end of transfer deadline day throughout Europe. Oops, a couple note-keeping things, basically. And then... Um, now yeah, we're going to go through the kind of outlook for the season in the British Premier League. Um, let's, let's get right into it, I guess. Right, Kyle? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, to start off, I mean, it was a fairly quiet deadline day. Um, the deadline day for England is a few weeks before, two weeks, I believe, um, before the rest of Europe. So it's just European teams that, that were eligible for some of these. Um, I don't I know. Was, I mean, I think it was that quiet. I feel like it's, I feel like deadline day usually is more quiet than this. I don't know. I mean, usually you don't get those like big names or that many big names. I know it was like one or two, but usually it's just smaller people moving around. Like obviously like people are, or teams are dumping off players cause they don't need them. They're not going to make a, you know, like Euro, uh, squads or whatever, so they have to get rid of those players because they're not going to be happy if they're left off of them. But I'm I'm just kind of surprised we got like the two names we got that moved. Sure, sure. So the, the yeah, I it's there's a lot of moving parts, especially on deadline day. Um, I think what I was I guess more referring to is there could have been some more fireworks. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, in the sense that like Neymar didn't move. Um, which, with all that lead-up to him going to Barcelona or even Real, I was kind of surprised. Well, I, I guess I'm not really surprised nothing came of it. But with all the talk that was happening, I thought we would have heard a little bit more happening on his or from their uh, sides on that day. But we didn't really hear anything. Yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it sure seemed like in the week or so leading up to it um, that, you know, it was – it was done, and then it wasn't done, and then it broke down completely, and then we'd go on this roller coaster ride back and forth, and instead, it was quiet. I mean, I think, I think there was a report of, um, but a day and a half or a day or two before deadline day, he pretty much went to PSG and told his teammates, "I'm coming back," and it seems like he pretty much stuck by that. Um, we didn't really hear anything after that. Um, but that that kind of wraps up the Neymar saga, <laughs> if you will. Um, depending on who you are, that dragged on way too long, or you loved it. Um, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't PSG's last move. Made a couple more big splashes on deadline day. Which, which one do you think was bigger? I think um, one's a slightly bigger name. Yeah, I honestly think adding Navis, secular Navis, going to PSG from Real Madrid was actually bigger for PSG. Um, I think. Ariola is a quality goalie, but I just don't think he's quite up to Novice's level. I mean, if you look at Novice on Real Madrid, he was successful. For some reason, they brought in Thibaut. I think, honestly, based on how Thibaut played the year before, and like Thibaut or Courtois was kind of, you know, top three goalie in the world at the time when they grabbed him. Mm-hmm. But I think Definitely. Novice was still a top 10 goalie at the time when they grabbed Thibaut. So I, it, I mean, it was an interesting, so, it seemed a bit unnecessary. I mean, right. I, it's Real Madrid. Right. So at the time, you know, like Ronaldo doesn't leave, and then it's like you're you're kind of replacing um, a player that's kind of aging out. Um, 
I didn't I didn't have his thing go so well. Um I just, but, Yeah, it was uh I mean, I don't blame Novice for wanting to leave either because I think he's still at a point in his career where he can definitely play up to a certain level. Well, and you say wanting to leave. It, se- it sure seems like he didn't really want to leave. I It sounded like he wanted to play and he wasn't going to play, so he was up for leaving is what I th- I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I just mean, I think I think it would have been fair of him to ask, you know, when Thibaut got there and we're a full year and a half later. Oh, a, yeah. a year yeah, but there's also some like come. I feel like uh, just athletes in general. Some some of them feel like they can earn their spot or you know like, Thibaut comes in and he's like, all right, well I'm gonna fight for it because I want to play on Real Madrid. But then it turns out it didn't really matter how much you fought for it, how well or much if you earned it or not, they were gonna play Thibaut the whole time. And I think that's just because he might in their mind he's the future of their of that position for them. So I think. Him going to PSG is going to benefit both PSG Real. I think it's a win-win-win. PSG, him, and Real. And I think it helps PSG with uh, Areola going back to Real on loan, right, for a year. Mm-hmm. And he can get in some game time there when Courtois uh, inevitably fucks up over and over again. So, <laughs> I think it's a good move. I think that was a bigger move than uh, them adding, their, obviously, their other target. Sure, sure. Um, I, I think it, I think one's a bigger move for the squad as it stands right now, and that novice is the the more important move right now. Um, also, I mean, PSG did have like, I'm pretty sure they had. Um, I mean, they had so many injuries last year. Yeah. And, and it's not a they're not built to to really withstand injury. Like this is a, a top heavy squad. The starting eleven is going to be outrageous, and then like as you go back. Uh, they're deeper this year. I think Acardi helps deepen them. Yeah, the they definitely that they didn't they weren't previously like they, they, they got deeper in defense a little bit. Um this summer. They got deeper in the midfield, a lot deeper, I think. Um and they didn't really get deeper in attacks. So I think this helps that aspect of the attack. Yeah, I mean especially with the talks of Cavani leaving next year too, so that's like the the replacement essentially for him, right? Um, so the plan is to have what Mbappe, Icardi, and Neymar up top. Oh, uh, it probably is more like Mbappe, Icardi, but yes. You think it's gonna be like a fourth? Oh, you think Neymar's still gonna leave? I mean, it sure it, it sure seems like this is a put on hold deal from my perspective. But. I just think it's it's like we talked about it how, like last pod how hard it is to make that move with somebody who makes so much money. It's not easy for sides to come to an agreement. It kind of reminds me of uh, I mean, this is so out of like left field and you're not going to get it because it's a hockey reference, but there's a goalie in hockey named Roberto Luongo who had an obscene contract. It was like 15 years and the team that he played for couldn't get rid of him because nobody wanted to take on that contract. And like he, he himself like said in an interview, he's like, I regret ever signing that thing because now I can't do anything. Um, sure. 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 I get, I get where you're coming from there. And I do, I, I think, I think, um, there's a little more leeway in soccer, but, um, and he, I mean, there's a, I mean, we're talking, this is a wild saga. Like, Initially, Barcelona like trashed him going out. Said Nembele was better. The pre- club president did. Um, right. Now, um, I mean, they they kind of asked for buy-in on his end, and he gave them everything but a public declaration that he wanted to go back. Um, he Which made, I, I, mean, I understand because like twenty million dollars of the transfer fee. Uh, I totally to, understand to, him not coming out and saying that because like, how does that look to your team if you don't get moved? Yeah, exactly. And I don't blame him for that. I actually think. 
um, he handled the end of this pretty well. Yeah, like, I would agree. Pick pick a hard deadline, a uh, day or two before the actual deadline, and and basically push as hard as you can if you want the move uh, to happen, and then just end it right there. And I I don't really have an issue with how he handled this. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's just it's just a tough move. Obviously, I think both clubs would have loved it to happen the way they wanted to, like Dembele going to PSG as a replacement for a year or whatever would have been great for PSG. Also, think, would have worked think, out well for Barcelona. I, think we I, about, too. I don't want to get we probably we've probably gotten a little bit too hung up on this, but we get stuck this in this is the, the last Sunday transfer. Um, I I think the the deal that we discussed uh, with Rakitic going back to PSG is a little bit more midfield depth. Um. Dembele going on on for a year as a as some depth replacement for Neymar, and then um, and who was the third name that we discussed? Um, was there a third? It was it just Navas? Was Navas involved in that one? No, I can't. Barcelona. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a whole other thing. That was Navas being involved with the Real Neymar. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't remember who the other name was. Anyway, there's another name for some depth. Um, it it'd been it'd been two quality players and then the oh it was, it was Nelson Semedo. Are you sure? Yeah, it was. I thought it, it was, was I thought it was Rakitic and no 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 it was uh it was the youth the youth for Tadebo. I didn't hear that. Okay, well yeah, either way, Tadebo Rakitic good. and uh, they they did PSG did want him. Um, on some exactly. level, it's just tough to say how much. Like you know it. Initially it was Coutinho, and then, yeah, um, I, it's really tough to exa- exactly figure out how close they were because, you know, like we just said, we both heard differing reports of what the offers were and right. and everything else. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to. That's probably it's probably enough of the transfer. That, there's only a couple moves that really happened. <laughs> I like how we we uh, we try to cut the Neymar saga up, and then we just went back to PSG and just started talking with Neymar again. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, that's, that's inevitable, man. It's it's the it's the one thing of the summer. Uh, I just wanted to add in one thing about the possibility of happening. The one thing I do want to say is, I mean, in terms of the probability of it happening is, I mean, Barcelona also spent $125 million to start off this window, like, on day one. That gets a little harder to get a big move done at the end then when you've already committed that much money and Frankie de Jong right away. True. You know, if he wants to go back to Barcelona, I think they have the money to do it, but we'll see. I think it will be important he actually has a solid year this year as a follow-up. Yeah. I'm, I I don't – I mean, he's going to play, obviously, and I, I think he's going to do well. Obviously, it's League One, so why wouldn't he? I mean, you're yeah. talking about Neymar, sure. right? Yeah. For sure. Well, um, with that said, we've been, we've been prolonging it. Um, Let's let's get right into the Premier League, and I, I'm surprised that you're not more anxious to talk about the Premier League transfers because I was I think last week. Kind of that um, that your club had had the best window. Yeah, that's really weird to say, but yes, they did. I would, I think so. I mean, I don't know who else you would put up there. Um, maybe Man City. I think they, I think Man U had a very very important window. I don't think they maybe got. I think you know like. They got like two of three over the line. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't have as big a window in terms of impact, but impo- importance because they haven't they haven't had a back line in in years. 
True. I mean, what's to say they still do? Um, or they do now. I mean, um, yeah. How do you want to? You just want to go down, uh, starting from the like this list here, starting with Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Arsenal had a great window. Um, obviously, you can only improve so much with the amount of money they were given, and I think the guys in the office did a great job doing that and being able to make the money uh, stretch by doing installment payments and uh, getting guys that worked for that. I mean, like Pepe was a, a huge signing, but by doing installments, they were able to not spend that much now. Yeah, um, I, I hate to, it, you know, it's not, I hate to kind of put a damper in your, your window. Uh, I do want to say this though. Um, part of why Arsenal had such a great window was the perception going in. Um, we all kind of thought that Arsenal had about $40 million to spend or, or on transfers based off the fact that they didn't uh, qualify for Champions League. They spent double that on one player. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but net, of, the net was a total of $10 million. Real, who, okay. Who were yeah. these sales to fund that? No, but see, you're not. So it's based on. So they're doing the installment payments yearly on on Pit. Okay. So it's like you're you're taking a seventy million now, but it's not seventy now. So yep. based on the on how they added it up, they were able to get it at about. Well, it's ten now after they sold like Mkhitaryan and everybody went out. But, um. Sorry, I'm freezing up there. Uh, I gotta find it. But there's like there's there's a lot of posts on talking about how how they were able to stretch to make it work. So they actually didn't like go crazy over on how they created the contracts and signings, but let me see if I can, ah, whatever. I, I mean, I'm not going to dig it up right now, it's I guess. It's super important, but basically yeah. they were able to, to get some of these signings over the line. I think maybe, maybe just Pepe in particular, but a couple more signings too, where it wasn't, it wasn't all upfront payments. So that helped. Um, you don't always see clubs agree to that. Um, I don't think, the interesting thing was, I don't think uh, Lily was in a position. I think some of the the suitors for Pepe kind of dropped out a little bit, and so I think uh, is it Lil 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 really didn't um, have quite the market they thought, so they were happy to get the number that they wanted, no matter if it came in installments or however it came. I think the big selling was also selling like a Wobi for like thirty five million too. That was huge. Yeah, I mean they they got more than they should have to be honest with him. So I was okay with that. Um, I mean let's see. So total. Let's just go down the list here. They added Nicholas Pepe, uh, William Saliba, who's back on a year long with Saint Etienne, and will be back next year though, which is a good deal. He's eighteen, and there's no way he's going to crack the first. Well, to be honest, he might crack the first because <laughs> the back line's that bad. But uh, he's. But he's still there playing with the same team he played with last year. Uh, Kieran Tierney from Celtic. Uh, David Luiz from Chelsea. Gabriel Martinelli was an early one coming out of the Brazilian League. And then they got Ceballos on loan. Uh, I think, to be honest, Pepe was probably the biggest name signing. But I think Tierney and Luiz are going to be the biggest help because the back line is atrocious. Uh, even even though watching Luis play the first couple games for them, it's been rough. I don't. It doesn't seem like he's all there when he plays. I don't know. Maybe that's just how he looks when he plays. But I think some, it's a very. It's both his um, demeanor. His demeanor and his his style are very casual. Even though almost, he's almost he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a to some extent, like he sure. doesn't. 
he doesn't exude confidence when you not not confidence, but he exudes confidence, but he doesn't exude um, being fully under control. Like you don't you don't gain a lot of confidence by watching him on the ball or watching him defend necessarily. Sure, yeah, I and mean, I think just watching like in the North London Derby and stuff, there's a couple passes where he just they were just a little off or they were soft and it didn't look like he put everything behind it. It was kind of it, it makes me feel like, well, it was this the right signing? But, I mean, we only spent $10 million on him and we needed the depth. So, again, it's better sure. than Mustafi. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's what we're kind of, you know, Louise was a, a deadline day transfer, the Premier League deadline day transfer, and it was pretty unexpected. I think, um, you know, we listened, I listened to the London is Blue podcast as well, and um, he was actually a couple people's pick, or at least one person's pick there, um, to, to be the... The number the number one uh, player in minutes played for Chelsea this year, uh, so they were at least from a fan perspective they were thinking you know he's going to be a, a rock at the back uh, for them. Didn't actually work out that way. Obviously, he, uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that he went into training um, either either two days before the deadline or one day before or maybe even a day of, and basically uh, Lampard let him know that he wouldn't. Um, I mean the the it seems to be pretty. It was an amicable breakup. It wasn't like uh, you know either either guys coming out with smear campaigns in the media, um, which which is nice uh, from, right. from my perspective, because having to choose between the new manager and a guy I've liked for a long time in a Chelsea uniforms not fun, but um, it's you know it is what it is, and it I I can't help but think everything kind of broke broke right for Arsenal this window, um, like you said low budget they were able to get. Uh, Pepe on installments. Louise, you know, they were able to get a low-budget defender who's, who's quality for what they spent because of the fact that they kind of convinced Louise he could get more minutes, last minute. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I think that it was a very good window. I also think some circumstances maybe beyond Arsenal's control contributed to it a little bit. Yes. That's yeah. yeah, that's 100% fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's everybody that came in. Going out, they lost to Wobie, which I think might hurt a little this year. Um, I I don't hate it, though, because it's going to ask – they're now going to ask, you know, guys like uh, Reese Nelson to step up. Maybe Martinelli will play some, too, in cups. So it'll be nice to see those younger guys actually finally getting on the pitch. Um, they're not obviously going to play as much as, like, a guy like Joe Willick's playing, who, who's looked awesome since he's he's came on and this or since preseason and on right now. But it's – yeah, we'll see how it goes. It might be we might end up missing that. That's the only one I'm really teetering on as far as who we let go. Otherwise, you got Kashelny who wanted to leave. That was early on. Ospina finally left officially. He's now signed with Napoli. He's no longer on loan. Uh, Mkhitaryan's on loan to Roma, but I believe they're paying for him. And there's a they they can they have the option to buy him, which I think is the intent. Uh, Carl Jenkinson's finally fucking gone. Uh, can we swear on this podcast? I don't even whatever. Yeah, we're uh, really explicit. Don't worry. <laughs> Let it oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, so you're an Arsenal God. fan, like don't that is me, that is actually me, encouraged on this podcast. Don't get me wrong, Carl Jenkinson was. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough because he's one of. The, I mean, he was Arsenal through and through. Like he was born an Arsenal fan. He was he brought up an art through their the cat. I mean, like he's he lives and dies Arsenal. So like, just sucks he wasn't good enough to play for us. Uh, but yeah, we held on to him way too long. Uh, Asano's gone finally too. Another guy we just bought, never used. I don't think he played one game for us. Monreal went to Real Sociedad for basically free, less than a million on that transfer. Um, 
I, for that price, I almost wish we just would have held on for depth. But that being said, I, it turned <laughs> out that he wanted to leave last year. And because of circumstances on the back line, he stayed and didn't ask to leave. And so him being let go this year was uh, was more of a reward and saying, hey, like thanks for sticking it out last year. Even though you didn't want to be here, we'll let you go now. So that's, I mean, hats off to him for not making a fuss and through that all last year. So, I mean, he's he's played for us for, what, eight, eight to ten years now. I can't, I mean, I'm not that upset. He's also 33, so. And Tierney sounds like he's going to be back at the end of this month or start of October. So, let's go. Yeah, Tierney, um, loads of potential there. So, that could be a great signing. Um, tough, right. tough to, you know, um, it's like it's like a lot of signings, you know, it's. It's tough to exactly figure out when that potential is going to break through, if it's going to be this year or down the road. But, um, yeah, I think it was interesting that he didn't have a little bit more um, of a market around him, too, because I don't think there's a ton of good, young, promising fullbacks that are, like, available for the price that they got Tierney for. Right, because, um, like, the ones that you know of are already super expensive or already on big teams, I think, coming out of the Celtic. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't want to leave Celtic either. Celtic's kind of like his, he's like Carl Jenkins. That was the club he grew up on. He was a huge fan of him. But he also realized, like, in order to take it to the next level where he wants to be in his career, he has to leave. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tierney bounces around a few places before heading back there later in his career to finish off. But, uh, I mean, you're right. It's it's tough to find a, a young fullback that, that's not already on a good squad. And for that price, that was a solid deal. I hope he's as good as it sounds like he's going to be. Yeah, no, that's if he is, that's a, that's a hell of a bargain for, yeah. for Arsenal. I agree. Um, There's a, enough time you, on Arsenal, as I've often said, we don't need to discuss them for. You don't. You don't want to talk about Welbeck and Ramsey leaving on free. No, we don't need to discuss that. What about oh Moel Nanty getting loaned to Beskidis? That was big too. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> Ramsey's probably worth mentioning. Um, you have to send a free. He'll be a big loss, but they get Ceballos back. So um, it, it just sucks that it was for free, but credit to him going to a, a team, uh, a quality team, getting to play in Championship League this year, and he took Emery Chan's spot. So fuck you, Emery. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> well, Emery Chan didn't stick it out at Arsenal for a long time, and then um, you know demand it anyway. Yeah. Fuck Emery. Chan. Um, Let's I, I so I'm not sure if we, we agree on who had the second best window. Um obviously you know by the order that I sent you. Um Yeah. My thoughts on the second biggest window are. What do you think? I don't agree with you. I get what you're saying. I still think City has the second best window. Um and then Tottenham and then your I would say go in my mind it's Arsenal, City, Tottenham, Man U. You think City had the second biggest window? Yeah, dude, Cancelo's sick, man. So, um, well, okay, no, I'm open to that. I, I'm very, I'm very, you know, my stance on Cancelo. Yeah, I know. Who, who do you want to touch on next? You want to go on? You want to go on your side? Yeah, I mean, I listed mine, so go ahead and list your four, I guess. Well, yeah. I said, I said, Man U was to me. Um, you know, they, they only got two players, which to some, you know, might be a little bit surprising, maybe a little bit low. Um, but they spent the money they needed to spend, and I think they got a lot better. I, I like Juan Bissaka a lot. I'm kind of meh on Harry Maguire, but I think he was much needed. Yeah, um, well, you want to just break this? Let's just break. Let's just break Man U down. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay, so Juan Bissaka uh, was their first signing they got over the line. Um, I think it's a great signing. I 
I'm, I'm high on him. I've, I've watched him two or three match days this year, and he's stuck out. To me, is as um, as one of their better players. Um, I mean, and, and to stick out where he was, that's that, that says a lot, I think. Um, we don't know too much about how, how well he goes forward, but um, I don't think that's really, you know, when you're playing Ashley Young as your alternative, I don't think that's uh, you know, your biggest um, biggest concern. So they got those two, uh, two great pickups. Then um, that that's really it. They missed out on some big names like Bruno Fernandez, Paulo de Baila, uh, but I don't know how um, likely it was they ever ended up with those guys. You know, um, sure they missed out supposedly, uh, but Paulo de Baila didn't really want to leave. Bruno Fernandez, who knows if he actually ever wanted to come to Man United? It was just one of those things that was linked. Uh, then you move on to to City, who was able to get Rodri, great signing. And Jal Cancelo, um, probably one of the top three right backs in the world. Not really sure why Juventus went along with that, but they swapped them for, again, an unknown to, to Kyle and I reason. Um, next, we think Tottenham was up there, um, was able to finally break their year drought of buying players. Brought in Dudembele and Giovanni Lacelso, two solid midfielders. But that's all, so nothing to, to get too excited about. And then you have the two teams that um, that served out their transfer ban this window, which would be Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, now, keep in mind, Liverpool's ban was self-imposed, as in they didn't actually have a ban. They just, uh, in solidarity with Chelsea, decided not to sign any players, whereas Chelsea actually had a transfer ban. Um, I guess what that means, you know, I, I think that... <sighs> Liverpool is still going to, I think me and Kyle both agree, Liverpool is still going to, you know, contend to win the league. Uh, they're they're on top of the league right now. But, um, you know, there's something to be said for, for bringing in some depth. And um, City was able to, to a title-owning team. It's interesting that Liverpool wasn't. With that said, you don't have some chemistry. I understand that. But uh, just something to keep an eye on as the season goes along. If injuries occur, um, you know, we think that um, City just continues to be a little bit more well-equipped to handle some of those injuries and things along that nature. Um, with that said, I think you know Kyle's pick for the league is Liverpool this year. Mine is City. Um, and as of right now, uh, Liverpool's got a seven-point edge in that category. Um, sorry for the delay in bringing this to you guys. Um, we had a little bit of technical issues, a little bit of timing issues, me moving. Um... But regardless, that uh, we'll drop this right with episode three because episode three is already recorded and uh, good to go. We've got some FIFA content in there. We've got um, yeah, that's really it. FIFA content and uh, sort of some UCL. Uh, sort of step back and look at the UCL and what we're talking about when we say European soccer in general. So look forward to that one. Um, if you're looking for an intro, a reset. Um, you know, if we're just kind of throwing names out here and you're like, who are all these names? You know, we started with transfer windows because it was the off season. Uh, but we want to reset it and, you know, really specify what we're talking about. And um, the best way to do that is, is probably listen to our next podcast, episode three, and uh, start there, and that should be good. All right, have a good one, guys.